You're listening to The Design Hustle Show. Hey there, it's Jeff from DPI Graphics. I'm your host for The Design Hustle Show. This is where you'll get straight talk about marketing and design from experts in the business. Each episode, we'll tackle some current trends, tips, tricks, and best practices on how to get the most out of your marketing on a budget and provide some insight into how to apply them to your hustle. So grab your favorite beverage and join us for the Design Hustles Show. The first episode of Season 2 discusses whether traditional graphic design is dead or not. I invite my friend and former colleague, Jesse Nicoli, back to discuss how it has changed and what today's graphic designers need to do to move forward. Let's jump right in. I'm here with my good friend and former colleague now, Jesse Nicoli, um, and uh, we're going to talk about today's topic is uh, graphic design and is it dead as we know it? So let's just jump right in. So, Jesse, you and I both kind of worked in graphic design, um, both before when we worked together and while we, we did work together. And now that we're on our separate places, like the world is changing as far as like, you know, what design really means, what graphic design is. So, like, what do you think? Is, is design as we know it, graphic design as we know it, is it dead or has it changed? What, what do you think? Uh, well, first, I'd like to clarify the question, like, like as we know it, are, mm. are you saying from a graphic designer's perspective, like, is that kind of service being faded out? Is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah, I think I think from traditional print design, I think maybe even some some basic, basic digital design. Mm. Um, but is it? Is it just not enough, or is it is it like kind of like you know something like <laughs> that can can be gotten past? Can you can you move beyond just straight up graphic design to a, like a digital format that doesn't require um, someone with like years of experience? Yes, yeah. Um, I feel like in the position I'm at now, which is not a graphic design role or even a design role or development role. Um, I think I have some unique perspective on this where, um, first off, uh, you know, without, without, um, burying the lead. No, I don't <laughs> think it's dead. I think there are use cases that still require a, I, w- I don't want to say mastery level of design, but there are still use cases for designers. And first off, we have a team of designers that we work with. Mm-hmm in-house we also have a team of designers at our headquarter location in sweden um and we rely on them heavily we also rely on freelancers being a a giant corporation where i think the um notion that some other um online platforms that allow people who don't have a full graphic design background to kind of flourish are in concept stages or are in stages of internal kind of uh projects where if i'm building something to let's say educate the sales reps on the team 
if I'm not fluent in something like Photoshop or Illustrator, right. I have some sort of resource to throw something together. So on our team, we've recently gotten um, a license for Canva for like a okay. premium yep. level of Canva. And the people that use it on my team are using it to illustrate a concept that they're then giving to a team of designers. So I think those sorts of things allow efficiency in terms of ideas, as long as the people who are making those concepts aren't making them convoluted in a way that goes to a designer and they look at it and go, I got to nope. blow this whole thing up. No, nope. we've both been there. <laughs> um, but luckily the people on my team haven't have an eye for design. Um, and also I will say this from firsthand experience. I was in a meeting where I was making a concept and I was doing it in Photoshop because that's, what my bread and butter and so i'm like doing a bunch of shadows and like doing composition and comp compositing and like putting a bunch of things together and i was trying to work with my team to find some sort of visual visual visualization of an idea and we'd gone through a couple different iterations of like could this work how about this and as we were in a meeting i had my screen up and i was making all the edits and one of my coworkers said wow, I think I'm doing really well in Canva and then I see you doing this. And it's a, it's a different level. So <laughs> graphic design isn't dead. It's very, it's still wi uh, widely needed in every industry. Um, and I don't think we're going to see it go away anytime soon. So what do you think about like traditional design, like for print and stuff? Like, are we seeing a shift from like, printed stuff or are we are we like i i am doing less and less uh actual like print and traditional design and marketing and brochures things that i used to do all the time magazines publications and stuff that are strictly say strictly majorly uh printed and you know you pick it up and hold on to it mm -hmm. are we are we moving away from that or is it something that where they still have a place I think they have a place, but I think it's also very specific. And I think the shift that you are noticing is, um, I'm going to assume it's small businesses or individuals hiring a freelancer for a service. Is that correct? Or, or are you thinking more like corporate style services? I mean, I mean, we see, we see it every day when like, I think we're, we're, we're the amount of printed, collateral mm. is is going down but like i i'm not sure whether or not it's it's being phased out or if it's it's got the, the same amount that it has had mm -hmm. or if we're moving to digital or budgets are changing like okay. I, I i i think i have a couple different opinions on this uh one is as you know it's much cheaper to invest in digital uh, and the small businesses and individuals who are trying to put stuff together know there's a bigger reach and it costs less money. Mm -hmm. And yep. if they're they're picking and choosing what they can spend their budget on, they're going to go with the option that seems like it is better for reach and, and, and budget. So the people who are now um, kind of incentivized by that digital landscape are going that, that way. Right. Whereas 50 years ago, um, businesses only had one recourse, and that was print ads in publications that were widely distributed, something like the Spectrum Monthly, which is in New England. 
um, things like billboards, things like flyers and brochures and pamphlets and handouts. Uh, in the world that I exist in, we still have a bunch of physical media, and I think we also need to talk about things like banner ups and signage and billboards, which is a bigger form of like you know signage that you would large see large format, yeah. large format, yeah. And, and that exists, but again, it's very specific and niche. Not everyone's going to have a billboard. Not everyone's going to need a banner up. But um, Vehicle wraps, for instance. Vehicle wraps is another very specific thing. Yep. So I don't think the mom and pop shops or the small businesses or uh, individual creators are looking to do a lot of print. And I think if they are doing that, they're probably combining a digital solution with it and it's not going to be a 500-run print of a flyer. Um, where I still see print used a lot is something like the role that I'm in now. We go to trade shows and conferences, and yeah. we're taking brochures. Although we are still not totally getting rid of it, but we are looking for ways that we can alleviate some of the pressure of printing a bunch of physical handouts that may or may not get taken and turning it into something like a QR code on a sign that someone can scan and get a digital copy of that. Um, that's not to say it's all that we're doing or that we're going to move that to a digital completely in four years and never do another handout because we still have them. We are doing less. Um, but I, I do think it is going to shift where we're doing less and less print. I don't think it's ever going to go away, but I will think it's going to it's going to shift from flyers, handouts, and brochures to being almost exclusively large format and banner ups. Um, and to get maybe a little bit further from the main topic here, uh, you and I have both seen digital signage as well. Mm -hmm. And that that's a whole different animal, yep. which is a kind of marriage of print and digital where it's you're not printing anything, but it is a static thing that's being displayed digitally. So the design for it's yeah, design yeah. for it's different, but it's not like a social media ad where it's being received in a different way. You're right. still perceiving it the same way you would see print. It's just digital, um, and I don't know. I mean, that affects the people making those signages. Right. It's, it's a different mentality, really. Yeah. Like you know, when if it's, if it's digital, if you're say an ad on a website, you're mm -hmm. looking to have someone click it, or I. That's really the only option there is to click it. Um, yeah, click, engage, interact, right. share. Whereas a sign, large format, is more like, hey, I'm here, awareness, mm -hmm. uh, direction, that right. kind of thing. And it, and it comes down to two things. It comes down to awareness or lead generation. And that's it. And printed <clears throat> materials will only ever be awareness unless you're somehow including a digital aspect to them. And then where do you draw the line of, what one is lead generation and one's not you know do you think the the purpose whether it's lead generation or awareness do you think the design sometimes suffers based on the um the intended reaction the intended response um potentially i think that the mentality of the person designing for the uh, environment needs to be mindful of the environment. Right. Um, yeah. Because what I've seen, and I think you've seen this too, is someone who is traditionally 
print media designer will design that way for web and it doesn't work. Correct. Yes. Yep. Um, so I think the mentality of like the designer or the setup will suffer if they're not used to designing that environment. Um, which then kind of ruins the intention on the customer side because it doesn't translate the same way. Correct. And to be, to be honest, like a, a web design and web development are two very different things. Absolutely. And I think web design and graphic design are very much the same, just different application or, or maybe different mentality rather. Um, I, yeah, I, I would agree that it's a different mentality. And um, to pull another example from where we used to work, um, we had someone who I think was the only person I remember doing this um, where she was designing emails. And the first iteration that came over, it was very much like a flyer where yeah. I had to take it and rework it completely. And then I think it went back to her and she had asked, like, what can I do to make this better? So I gave her a template Right. of yep. you know here's what's possible and then over the course of three or four emails each one got better and easier and um more uh, uh um what's the word i'm looking for here appropriate to the media thank you it got more <laughs> appropriate to the media where someone looking at it could understand what was happening and it had the right uh flow and it was it was just it was just, it just worked yeah. Um, and, and here's, here's something I see all the time in, in email design specifically is someone takes, uh, a design with a whole bunch of stuff on top of it and then just makes it into a picture and puts it in an email, which I I'm okay with that if it's a very specific application, but oftentimes it's a bunch of clickable items or interactable things that should have that, their own URLs. Yeah. Now you yeah. can't link them properly right so there's a mentality to that that needs to be addressed and um where where i i, I applaud that person for taking the initiative because i'd worked with other people who just every single time gave me something that i was like i gotta redesign this yes yep which it shouldn't necessarily be a uh, web designer's job to redesign the concept they've been given but it happens a lot so this kind of leads into where I was going with <clears throat> this. Should a graphic designer, traditional graphic designer, someone who's hired for graphic design or, or maybe entering the profession, mm -hmm. should they also know some web design, some web development, or any of the things that they might have to design for? Um, I'm going to say yes and no. So I... I don't think if you're a graphic designer or you want graphic design to be your field, I think you need to be honest with yourself in a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. One is what do I want to design? Because if you want to be a logo designer mm -hmm. or if you want to yep. design something that doesn't have an application in a way that's going to be like a piece of collateral or an ad or something, then like, no, I don't think you have to necessarily be well-versed in everything. But if you are going into a field and you say, I just, I want to work in corporate design, I don't mind doing ads, I don't mind doing these things, you need to be, uh, the other thing you need to be honest with yourself with is, uh, am I going to have to make designs for emails? Do I have to make designs right. for web? Yep. 
Do I have to make designs for ads or am I only doing print? Um, and if you are making designs for emails and web and, 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 and ads, uh, you need to be familiar with the limitations of the platform. I don't yep. think you necessarily need to know how to code, but you need to be aware of here's what you can do on web. Here's how it works roughly. Here's why layouts are a thing. Um, no, you cannot overlay 15 things on top of each other because it's just not going to translate properly. Like, can I, as a web designer, someone who's writing code, which is different than a web developer, web designers still write code. Um, yep. It's just a different, a different uh, environment. Right. Uh, can I take an absolutely positioned element? Or can I take 10 of them and put them all on top of each other? Sure. The minute you try to resize the window, is it going to break? Absolutely. So as a design, I don't want to have to deal with that as a designer because it's four hours of work that's still probably not going to look good. Um, as a web designer, I want something that's going to work at many different sizes. I want something that's going to be consistent across different viewports. Uh, I don't want to have to spend three hours trying to figure out the pixels of 15 different media queries. I don't want to have to do that. Please don't make me do that. I will redesign everything you give me if you're putting things on top of each other. No, thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, so I have a very similar opinion, uh, that, um, I do think if you're going to be in, in the field of graphic design, though, like, it, if you may someday, uh, need to design for something, maybe that's not your current role. Maybe you do want to do, do logo design, but maybe you, Maybe someone that you're doing a logo design for also says something like, oh, hey, uh, this is going on the web, um, and also I, I need it to kind of do this mm -hmm. specific to a web function or something like that. I don't know how it would work. Humor me a little bit. Um, I can <laughs> fill that in. If I'm a logo designer and my client says, I need uh, one, I need it to be visible on the website, and I need it to be these certain ways, that's a good uh, kind of message to say like you should be well versed in how things are displayed and then two what file formats exist that are at your disposable uh, disposal for web and how they interact and then three a little separate um, your client at this point in the game might say I need my logo animated which you don't necessarily have to be an animator you uh, very easily can work with someone who knows After Effects, which is probably what that would be animated in. Right. You should know right. how to break out your illustration in a way that you can hand it to someone who doesn't have to go through the work of relayering everything. Right. And also, you should maybe have some sort of uh, inclination of how it might be animated. Like, if you can give direction of, like, I would like this line to draw in this way. I would like this to fade in this way. I would like this to bounce in this way. You can work with an, with an animator or someone who just knows After Effects, to kind of bridge that gap. And also, the more terminology you're familiar with, right. the easier all of your conversations get, both from designer to designer, or um, product owner to consultant to client, everything. Right. So, and, and that, that kind of... And I, when I say, like, should a, a graph designer be, you know, familiar or at least understand 
web design. I'm, I'm not being like, oh, yes, you need to understand every facet of it. Right. I'm, it's, it's more like have a general awareness, maybe some base HTML, how, how that works, how, you know, the web works. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's kind of this day and age, though, you yeah. know, you're thinking about it like should should every designer who is just, you know, wet behind the ears, green coming out of college, mm-hmm. should they have some HTML web design something and not just like straight up like digital or print design? I'm, I'm going to give um, a practical answer <laughs> and I'm going to give an answer that's maybe not so practical. The yeah. not practical answer is like, no, like do your passion and just like be, master the thing that you love, master your craft. But the practical answer is the more skills you know, especially in this field, Bingo. the better it's going to help you in your career, even if you're not super proficient at it. But the the more places you can insert yourself and say, like, uh, I'm in this role, but also I know these other things, so I could be helpful if that time comes. Um, but being a graphic designer and a website designer helps me in my role today, and it has nothing to do with graphic design or web design. Well, what you do daily. I, I do none of that daily, but, so. it, but it does help me because it gives me knowledge to uh, interact with the design team. It gives me knowledge to make calls on uh, new pieces of collateral that we're creating out of nothing. Um, so yeah, the more skills you have that are even tangentially related to your role, the better. Now, you have to pick and choose how much time you're going to spend learning all these new skills. Uh, and it's not easy and often takes, you know, uh, many years to have a lot of a semblance of like m- many different things. Um, like, I don't know, I've been doing design stuff for over 10 years now. And I've only been doing marketing stuff for a few years now. And that's my current role is marketing. Yeah. So yep, it's yep. it's going to take some time. Mm. But. Well, and, and so I I started well, a while ago with doing video, um, Premiere Pro. Yep. You know, and, and video is not my strong suit. <laughs> as you can probably tell if you see something I've made, it's a little choppy and not quite as fluid as it should be. But I'm learning. And as as part of what i feel is is my my uh my job to to know how to do video mm. or at least some you know do a okay job mm-hmm. you know a pretty okay job um like that's kind of what i'm thinking is is like i it's part part of my job as a professional designer developer marketing person of some kind to to know something about it you mm-hmm. know and that's that's kind of where i'm like do do designers these days need to be more than just straight up graphic design and that's that that's kind of like where i'm like driving this home is that because i really think today's designers need to be a little bit more like i graduated in 1992 with a bachelor's in fine arts mm-hmm. in printmaking <laughs> do you have, know how many prints i've made since 1992 none actually no 96 a, a couple 96 i've okay. done more drawing than i've done any printmaking mm-hmm. largely because of all the stuff that required but um i i graduated and and then the world changed yeah i similar experience for me uh i learned flash 
Yeah. So <laughs> if you know what Flash <laughs> me, is, me too. then you're old. You're oldish. You're not that old. Go take your back pills. Uh, <laughs> man, I had to go to PT for my back like uh, a few months ago. Oh, that's no bueno. I know, and I'm only 31. Um, yeah, Flash, I was making Flash websites and Flash animations the minute I got out of school. Flash, like, we were seeing all the signs on the web, like, we're starting to phase out Flash, so make sure you're Adobe Player, and then it was gone. Was it Macromedia Flash? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was was Flash, uh, in CS5, or CS6, of of the Adobe suite, so, like, we were learning ActionScript 3.0 was the language associated with it. Yeah, so good old ActionScript. I know. There's still a language in Animate, and there's like language in After Effects that's similar because it's all conditional like logic that goes into if this then that kind of thing. Yeah, although it's specific to the platform, and I, I don't I don't do a lot with After Effects. I see some people um, do some like pretty pretty awesome stuff with animations where instead of doing this whole animation, like we're just gonna write a, a thing and it'll can, it'll do it'll it. do most of what we need. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, I my my development skills are, are progressing. Like, you know, I, I've learned SAS recently, mm-hmm. and that's not the you know talking back SAS. Um, SASS. Yes, yeah. yes, it's a um, another topic for another time. Yeah. But um, it is amazing. And I, after having used SAS, I can't go back. Like, I have a hard time going back. It's more efficient, right? Yes, yeah. it's very is much it more container efficient. based. It is not or so variable much variable based. It, it it can be yeah um but you you know it's it's like nesting your code rather than doing separate like you can do media queries within a class for the difference oh that's nice yeah Maybe i should learn I, well it's one of the it, it requires a preprocessor but oh but the the thing about it was that like once you start doing that and then you go back to it feels so archaic and long writing yes yeah. yes it's yep. ridiculous yeah, it's like when you realize in CSS when you like when you first start out, a lot of what you do because it's um, you're just practicing. Yeah, it's a lot of writing every single thing out like 15 times. So like you have one yeah. class and uh, you have one item, object, HTML tag, whatever, and you write like 15 things, 15 lines of CSS, and then you have another one. Even if it shares 13 of those things, you're writing the same thing out 15 times. And part of that is like practicing the the structure and all that. But eventually you're like, I don't have to. I can just include this other thing with a comma. Comma. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can just use syntax and include that up there and then and then take the two other things and add them there. Okay, that's much shorter. Have I been burned by that? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I I think today's designer is is I think and I think those who are learning the craft. Yeah. In colleges and, and wherever, they are learning some of this extra stuff too because yeah. it is part of a way of our life. Like social graphics are entirely different than, than say, a sign versus an ad. I, I would even say making a social media ad incredibly different than making a, a web page. Yep, that's fair. Yep. And a lot of that is just... Uh, what decisions do you make to exclude all of your information to only have the one thing that's relevant that matters? And if you have, well, what Facebook used to do was oh, you yeah, 20% the twenty percent text, yeah. text rule, which was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I mean, I understand why, yeah. But also for a design standpoint, like how how could you? 
you know? Well, here's the thing, though. I get it, and also I kind of agree with it. And moving forward in most of my designs, like, I don't like having text in the image. Yeah. Because it's a platform that you put text on. Right. Just put the text where the text goes. And then the image is only supposed to um, help visualize, draw attention, like, give you something to look at that you get, you go, you look at it and you go, I kind of get it. And then you read the text. It's like, okay, that's that's clarifying. Well, it's funny, but it's one of those things where we used to have to make those Facebook ads a lot. Right. And from a design that had... Text almost all over the place. almost yeah. zero major image and it's just like oh, yep. oh hey this this you know shot of the uh you know the sidewalk that's not gonna that's not yeah, gonna that's generate not any interest i used to love it when we would get images that were a certain orientation or size <laughs> where you try to make it into the size you need and you crop out all the people or all the animals or something and you're like i can't use this yep. and there's no other image you have one you have one male piece that you're trying to turn into something that is not supposed to be turned into anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it's it's today's designer has has the work cut out for him. Like when I went to school for design, I didn't you know, go to school for design. Really, I went to school for art, mm-hmm. and then I learned all the rest of the stuff. Um, I just kind of reapplied it to what I knew to what it is now. But yeah. like now, there's actual learning based around these different things which is all like very very different Mm -hmm. um if that makes any kind of sense at all i don't think it does i think what you're saying is (laughs) you can learn a craft and parts of it are applicable to other uh environments or areas of study but each area of of study comes with its own learning that you have to apply right right and if and if you're not if you're if you're just applying what you know to everything, regardless of the, the format or the media, uh, you're probably not going to do so well. Yeah. So. You got to level up. Yes. All right. Well, that's that's really for it for this episode. Thank you, Jesse, for uh, for hanging out with me or me hanging out with you, however that's going to be. And Yeah. Thanks you know, for inviting th- me to do another podcast. All right. Excellent. Uh, did you have any other oh, yes. follow-up questions uh, before uh, we almost, end? Almost forgot. Uh-huh. The question... The biggest question, most important question. What is your favorite lunch spot now? <laughs> yeah. Last time I was living in a different area and also the, the place that I mentioned last time closed. Oh, snap. Unfortunately, they had the best roast beef sandwiches. Gone forever. It's a plant shop now. Nick's? Where yeah. it used to be? Yeah, Nick's roast beef is a, oh. is a plant shop. Anyway, um, so there are a couple different options that are like down the street from me. And I am a man of convenience. <laughs> and not to say these places are bad. These places are great. I love these places. Really good food. Yeah. Um, but I'm a, there are a few places I go to. My top pick is a place called Charlie's. And uh, in I technically, I think it's Manchester. It might be Goffstown. Um, but they have a bakery. They are a Greek pizza place. They do awesome subs. Uh, I feel like I know this. Highly recommend them. Really good food. My okay. my second pick, okay, which is a cr- like across the street from them, is Golden Acres Pizza Market. And oh yes, the Pizza Market. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, <laughs> you hear the name of that place and you're like, it can't be good. Oh, but it the it's very it's it's all fresh, very good, very tasty, and the portions are huge. Yes, it's like you get a large and you're like, that is my lunch for the next four days. <laughs> it's 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 great. Wow. 
All right. So yeah, Pizza Market and uh, Charlie. So Charlie's oh, yeah. is is right across the street. I wouldn't say right across the street, but they're Very within close. three minutes of each other. Okay. All right. That's cool because I I will give that a shot because I know where Pizza Market is. Mm-hmm. So. But, yeah, right. it's on the same road. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank All you right. for having me. Well, that's it for this episode of the Design Hustle Show. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed it, please give us an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. Show notes for this episode are available on our website, designhustleshow.com. Got a question that you want to hear us discuss on the air? Drop us a line at designhustleshow at dpigraphics.net or visit our website, designhustleshow.com. Thanks, and see you next time.